0: When I originally moved to North Carolina I lived in 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 Raleigh first and I worked for Scott Crawford, who's a fucking baller yeah I mean straight up baller um for a short period of time I worked for Scott Crawford for like four months and that like changed my view on a lot of things it was a very influential experience for me and he's very true to his menu is dictated by whatever's in season right like whatever's on his menu is whatever you can get at the farmers' market his CDC was always going to the farmers' market that's what we put. That's what we were cooking. So for me, that was the first time I really saw that. I also worked for Andrea Rusing, who was very strict on like almost to a fault sometimes supporting farmers. Like she would like I mean, we would buy sometimes. That was the first time I was ever in a meeting where we had a conversation about how many cows we were going to kill for a year. I was like, that's cool. So it doesn't come in a box. We're just I don't know how many fucking cows we need for the year. I have no idea, you Mm. know, but that was an eye opening experience for me. But I think, you know, Raleigh does a better job of being more, I guess, agriculture-driven in the industry than Charlotte. Charlotte's a bit more commercial. You have a lot of, like, big money restaurants, um, highly funded restaurants because it's a huge financial district, right? So Mm -hmm. um, it lacks that, like, chef-driven, agriculture-driven scene. So for me, my goal would be to shed more light on that right so to pay attention to what's growing locally and focus on that and drive my menus based off of that because it's sad that the agriculture scene is so advanced and the restaurant scene is so behind
1: we are uh recording an episode of Bangkok podcast i have nick jimenez joined by eighth grade basketball mvp (laughs) Award winning Elvis impersonating Santa Claus, chili cook-off champion, and alleged chef. Michael. I wish we
2: like stick with like true facts. Like love, the first no. two are actually really. It's real. like that
1: thing where you got to figure out like which one is the fake one, you know? like That's the good. alleged chef part.
0: Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Alleged chef. Alleged
1: chef. Uh, Michael Beltran and we are joined, uh, since, since Michael's a Cadillac king. I feel like we need to give uh, Andres Geifert a, uh, a, a like a royal title, so we'll call him the uh, Earl of Eggplant Emojis. He uh, <laughs> has for sure been planning that. You planned that. You didn't just come up well, with it. Well, I right came up now. with it while I was setting up all this stuff. That's yeah. good. Yeah, Earl. Yeah. Uh, like Earl. I mean, if I'm going to be the Acura Archduke, you know. Uh,
2: yeah. You ever seen that concept uh, Earl of Sandwich?
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. I've, e- I've eaten at him. How is that? It's fine. Well, I had it at an airport. I don't know how similar. But I've
2: never seen it anywhere like... Not at a rest stop or at an airport. Only rest stop is where I've seen it. Only rest stop On the way to Orlando. But it's always next to a Wendy's. And if you're fucking, if you're playing that game, like, which one to go to?
0: Or the cinnamon roll place. Cinnabon? Yeah.
2: Yeah, like, the rest stop that I just saw, they were definitely, like, they were the loser there. It was KFC, Wendy's, Dunkin' Donuts, Earl of Sandwich. I
0: mean, why even look?
2: Right. I just,
0: we really started this off on the right foot. Yeah. Can we talk about fast food? Of course, we can it's talk been about like a running topic in my life for the last two weeks. Like, I feel like there should be a, five.
1: Tell people who we're talking to. All right, All right. Andres
0: Kite <laughs> for everyone. Uh, so, who are
2: you? Um, <laughs> who is this guy? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Uh, I don't remember how we became friends. It's the best story ever. Neither do I. You don't either, right? No. I don't remember how we became friends. It. It's
1: the best story ever. Never neither do, I. Yeah. I don't,
2: neither do I. I don't really remember how we became friends. I know that you were a friend of a very good friend of mine, Great. Veronica Valdivia, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is uh, the now the director of food and beverage for Ariadne Hospitality Group. And she loved you. And I was like, I don't know. He looks so-so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, I can tell you where we met for the first time. Where did we meet? It was a coffee. What's the name of this coffee place in Coral Gables? Oh, I tr- I interviewed you. You interviewed me for a job. This was pre Ariet. Wow. Yeah. Job interview that I ended up not taking because um, you told me not to. Right. We were texting about it after. And I was like, cool. And then we just kind of stayed in touch. And then I started eating at your restaurant often. Right. And then.
2: That's how we met.
0: And then you just consistently flirted with me every time I saw you. Yeah. So I got real weird. What's
2: the eggplant emojis? <laughs> exactly it's it's really the eggplant emojis that really get me going yeah um yeah we've been friends you got married here i did you got married here i did yeah you got married here before the star before the star way before the star before
0: covid before covid yeah
2: yeah and everything and then you moved we became friends then you moved
0: yeah and then you hated me
2: yeah for sure i did well i mean so just a little bit of context from miami oh yeah yeah. And then, uh, you were the executive sous chef of Beaker and Gray. Correct. That was your last stint. And then you left Miami and you worked somewhere that doesn't matter. And then you worked at <laughs> Crawford and Sons. Yes. That does matter. It uh, matters a lot. Which I still think is probably one of the better restaurants in the country.
0: Yeah. One of the most influential experiences in my career, too. So there's that.
2: But. And then from there, uh, you went, you worked at some smokehouse and then. Yeah. Then you opened up. Your first restaurant, correct? Well, it's an it's interesting how you went about the first yep. restaurant, right? Like you bought out, you bought majority out from a mm-hmm. guy that was running it poorly, mm-hmm. and then um, you made it better, and then you completely, well, somehow you just then you completely bought them out. Correct. Cool. Um, so, custom shop in North Carolina, yeah. Charlotte, where? Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. So yeah. we we did a dinner there. <laughs> we did. When September September man, that thing hurt. That dinner it hurt. still hurts. Yeah, it still yeah, hurts.
0: It still hurts a lot.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good experience. Yeah, for I mean, for I mean, for you, I thought it was a good experience. Oh yeah. For me, yeah. I thought it was a good experience too. Just going into like a different kind of like um, I would say restaurant demographic, understanding like. Where people are service-wise, (laughs) food-wise. Yeah. um, You mean different world? Yeah, it was a completely
0: different world. Yeah, not even close to like what you guys do.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we weren't trying to do what we do there. We were just trying to... um, I I mean, because you had taken over like, what, two months before that? Three months?
0: Uh, About two and a half, to be exact. But, Mm
3: -hmm.
0: yeah.
2: What are some of the things from that like dinner that stuck out to you?
0: Oh, man uh spacing out seating would be one um calling your friend originally and getting his fancy graph for the for expo prior to the dinner oh the graph yeah the graph um i didn't give you a graph you emailed it to me after the dinner oh sorry after i crumbled and failed on Expo <laughs> miserably and you were like you know in the middle of service going down in flames you know these ticket things like just remind me I'll email you the chart I used so I was like oh great yeah Jesus yeah the chart uh, Nick is currently like breathing heavily on me I mean and I would say <laughs> I don't even hear him breathing heavily I would say the thing that impacted me the most about that dinner was understanding that it was a great time because it was you and Chef Chris, and both of you are awesome, and we had a good time doing it. It was fun being in the kitchen together and all that. Uh, I think it was an eye-opening experience for my staff to see the level of focus and just the overall seriousness that goes on during service, because I don't think any of them had ever seen how serious service should be, and now that's shifted in my restaurant where like lineups are sacred, service is sacred. Um, there is no more, you know, I can curse on this thing, right? What? I'm just saying. There's no more fucking around during service. No more digging around during service. Yeah. Fuckery has been 86 between the hours of 5 and 10.
1: Thanks to our sponsor, Aganorsa Leaf Cigars.
2: Aganorsa Leaf is renowned throughout the world for its signature flavor that possesses all the great attributes of Nicaraguan terroir, along with classic Cuban aroma and flavor.
1: Aganorsa Leaf is pleased to announce a brand new edition of Guardian of the Farm, Cerberus. Named after the mythical three-headed hound that stood watch at the gates of Hades, this exciting new Nicaraguan puro uses 100% Aganorsa Leaf tobacco and is wrapped in Aganorsa's new Corojo 2012 Cover Leaf, which adds a level of complexity to the blend, adding light spice and a rich, smooth body to the blend.
2: When you smoke one of our world class blends, you will experience the difference between ordinary tobacco and Agonorsa Leaf. That's why we say, Our Leaf is our strength. Learn more about Agonorsa Leaf and use their store locator and find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at www.agonorsaleaf.com.
1: The two of us smoke Agonorsa Leaf cigars often. We also offer them to a lot of our guests, like, for example, Dave Arvello, who every time I post a picture of a, a Cerberus, mentions to me in my DMs or in a text how cool the band is, which it actually is a pretty slick-looking band. Um, but also, I just want to note, a little personal anecdote here so it's not all totally straight-up red. I can say that uh, Michael Beltran will absolutely not only vouch for the quality of Agonorsa cigars, yeah. but you met
2: a uh, Miami legend and handed him an Agonorsa cigar. I did meet uh, uh, a Miami legend. I was smoking nearby Alonzo Morning and we had a conversation about cigars and he handed me one of his and I went inside I bought this exact same cigar and I handed Alonzo Morning this Agnorso cigar and I said try this thank me later I mean if that's not an endorsement I don't know what is
1: agnorsoleaf.com
2: <laughs> Introducing the newest line from Jura State Cigars 20-acre farm is a complex, refined, and medium body cigar with a super oaky and cedary notes accompanied by a whisper of white pepper and a bright hint of citrus. Built at La Gran Fabrica, Drew Estate in Nicaragua using a velvety, and I mean velvety, Ecuadorian Connecticut shade-grown wrapper.
1: Under that wrapper is a sun-grown Habano binder and a filler blend of Nicaraguan tobaccos from Esteli and Jalapa in perfect balance with the opulent and majestic Florida sun-grown leaf. Florida sun-grown is also the name of the farm where that tobacco is lovingly grown and harvested by Jeff Borschewicz, who's the guy you see in this video playing behind us, uh, on his pristine 20-acre plot of land near the central Florida town of Claremont. I have actually been to that farm, along with plenty of other cigar tobacco farms in Mexico, Central America, and the Dominican Republic, and what Jeff, who by the way is a very nice guy There's actually a cigar box signed by Jeff Hanging on my wall uh, What Jeff is doing there is super legit uh, So it's always cool to see products like his Which is the only premium cigar tobacco Grown in Florida um, In
2: products from a company like Drew Estate Plus, 20 Acre Farm being a Drew Estate product Means it's the creation of Master Blender and Pan Com Podcast guest, William Herrera. Support our guests and sponsors. Get it online. Ask your local cigar shop about 20 Acre Farm by Drew Estate. Learn more about Drew Estate and use their store locator to find a cigar shop near you that carries their products at drewestate.com.
1: That's right. I'm probably going to smoke one of those right now. Right. What are we waiting for?
0: Fuckery can happen at other times. It's fine. Don't care. But as long as it doesn't affect our execution. But sure. Completely shifted. So it was really important for my staff to be able to see. And that's that it was just you and Chris, you know, but to see you guys operate at that level, the way you guys communicated with each other during service Mm -hmm. um, and just overall, you know, I, I, I I don't even know how to explain it. It's just like the overall like mentality and everything that was going on was just totally different. We were. Nowhere near that, you know, in terms of how far we had already come in a couple months.
2: Yeah, I thought it was a great crash course for them. Ooh.
0: Yeah, it's a good way to put it.
2: You know, and, and it was just me and Chris, but like Chris comes from, I mean, obviously, Chris Hughesby, chef of the Gibson Punkum Podcast Hall of Famer. <laughs> he's done two of these now. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, Chris has seen like really exceptional services and really bad services. Yeah. And he's also been part of like exceptional... Tastings and events and ones that didn't go so well. Yeah. So like I think we really like we definitely cross the T's dot the I's when we do all those things. Um especially when we're going out of state. We've done like quite a few out of state events now. And and I think that
0: Oh man, that's awesome. Yeah.
2: And I, I think that
0: hand signals. <laughs>
3: that's good. <laughs> wow.
2: I think that, you know, after some time, like you kind of get into a rhythm. <laughs> That's also why I started implementing the collaboration series at the Gibson because Chris's team is so young and I think the restaurant is so young and also that space wasn't known for super delicious food and like good service and good cocktails that just doing it once a month reminds the world or just kind of like cements it the fact that um, this is a it is a, a great bar. But it is also a great restaurant. Right. You know, and I think doing events like that for for you in the future, not only like lets you kind of, you know, stretch your legs a little bit, but it also you learn every single time in the process, maybe like what other people do that you can learn from. Like every time, you know, when we did the collab dinner with Aaron Brooks, like Aaron is a fucking pro. Mm -hmm. Like he is a legend. And like those kids being able to work with him and work around him and just kind of like being able to talk to him and his food was delicious and the way he came prepared was like just like really spot on. Seeing stuff like that really it 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 it's like something in their brain that they're always going to remember. So right. for your staff, I hope it was kind of the same.
0: Yeah, I mean it was. A, I mean it was a game changer for all of them. You know, like Mo was. I mean, and I don't know if you saw it during service, but at some point you were like, hey, you you need to get the fuck off of that station and just let her do her thing. She's fine and you need to get on Expo, you know. And every part of me was like, I don't know if she can handle it without me. She can definitely handle it. She crushed it. Yeah. Crushed it. She was running two stations, essentially solo dolo, you know. And I mean, that alone... You know, you could tell that she was feeding off of the energy and the vibe in the room and and the focus, and she thrived in that environment. So it was cool to see that, and it's been a whole lot of that ever since that dinner. So, I mean, again, you know, and I I sent you a long, super fucking eggplant-filled text. Lots of um, eggplants. After that, but, you know, was I don't think you can put any value to the experience that that dinner left for that restaurant. Right. You know, because... And that's that only two of you were here.
2: Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way, like when when Ryan came down here and we did dinner at Ariette, like Ryan and his team are they're pros. Yeah. And they're just like genuinely good humans. And I thought like that was very important for my team. This was pre-star to be able to work with a team that has three stars. Yeah. And um but also like be very they're very genuine like they're just like they really care about great food and it would be so cool if like she could just
0: fishing line that in here
2: right that would be
0: amazing can
2: we work on that
0: on top of the Rony drop in the middle of the podcast would be fantastic
2: yeah just like along with the new i mean i'm i'm sure that i can
1: find us a cheap actual fishing rod oh and i can just just from back here yeah this would be great
3: yeah thank Thank you you so much
2: um, yeah, please. You know that experience, I and we still talk about it. And Ryan and I were talking yesterday. We're doing another one in February. Nice. But like those things are huge. Yeah. Because you learn from other people and you're uh, able, like, able to bounce ideas off of people and just like the overall culture of like really good people in kitchens or in restaurants in general. You know, it's great to feed off of. So I hope that they thought mm-hmm. it was great that we were there oh yeah i know i was uh,
0: pretty edgy when i was there but it was good i mean i only had to ask you not to fire any of my staff six seven (laughs) times um but it was fine i mean you were great listen
2: you're my friend yeah so like i'm gonna i'm gonna fight for the shit that's like good yeah no and when there's shit not good i'm like this is not good (laughs) this is not good and a lot of it had to do with you know management that's no longer there whatever things if you want to call it that flow of things or whatever and i just like because i care and just because i have failed so many times from my failure i'm able to help the people i care about not fail the way that i did right and sometimes you still will you know like because you have to learn by like fire right
0: yeah i mean and i think a lot of that comes from like slowly building and developing a team you know which is what i'm at the beginning stages of still right now and um you know, we've made some changes and, you know, some people have moved on to do other things that I think would be better suited for them. And, um, we've made some changes in management and like, you can see the shift immediately, you know, with having someone, a presence in the front of the house that cares as much as the presence in the back of the house is just like, I mean, it's huge.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, (laughs) we've been together all day. So like, I, you know, I definitely see, uh, we just recently had a, People who aren't watching, I'm just doing like a big, you know, of a space that like matters a lot to me that uh, management left, that they left it in fucking disarray. And I think just the energy in the space is already better because that person wasn't fitting the bill. Right. And I think it's OK to say that, you know, when you're when you're aware mm-hmm. um, and just kind of like attack and fix the problem. Yeah. But so many people want to like pussyfoot around like, you know issues just like attack the issue fix the issue and move on you know i think that we're pretty good at like attacking issues and like fixing them and moving on so how many months has custom shop now been yours uh six six and how's that been
0: good i mean it's been you know right off the bat it was probably one of the most stressful things i think i've ever done you know when we first took over you know i had all my projections when i had made the business purchase and all that stuff ran all the numbers and i was like okay this is where we need to be in order to make x amount of money and pay back investors x amount of money including myself and whatnot to be able to make money and it's very different when and this is something that resonated with me when you told me but it's very different when it's your livelihood yeah um not only that when it's your ass on the fucking line if shit hits the fan not just for you financially but for the livelihood of everyone that works for you, uh-huh. which is a big deal for me, you know, because like I have people that have kids that work for me. So, you know, the restaurant being successful is not just about me, my name, my ego, whatever you want to say or like, oh, we're the best restaurant in Charlotte, blah, 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 all that bullshit. But I you, nothing. Are. you I are mean, the, yes, I know you are. I can say that strongly, Go on, say, yeah. but, you know, I'll toot my own horn later. That's fine. But yeah, I'll toot it for you. The competition is not too aggressive there anyways, but still coming from this city, it's like mm. very different, but. Um Cumberbatch. (laughs) You have this thing where you can't remember the name of it. No, okay, but here's the thing But you don't remember the exact name of anything, but you remember the name that you choose to deem it every single time, which is really strange to me. What,
1: what, What is Cumberbatch actually?
0: Cumberbatch is um it's actually a restaurant in called Crunkleton. Yeah. Now he remembers. <laughs> yeah. That's the best. Well, part. I just
2: don't want to give him the credit of me saying that. Yeah, she was. But you know what's sad is that like I, we we uh, when Chris and I got there, Andres picked us up, and we're like, we're just gonna go to dinner or whatever. He well, was
0: like, what's open on Monday? And like <clears throat> North Carolina, not a lot. Yeah. So, anyways, limited options.
2: So we just we went to this place, but it looked super dope when you walk in. I mean, but, it is dope, man. It's dope. Oof. It was just really fucking bad. Chicken piccata, baby. The chicken piccata was almost inedible. Yeah. I mean, everything was almost
0: inedible.
3: Yeah. Cocktails and
2: were good. The cocktails were good. The bar, like, the back bar was fucking amazing. So, yeah. anyways. But,
0: sorry. Just, what were you saying? Go on. <laughs> I mean, so, a lot of stress, a lot of fear. I mean, fear would be the biggest thing, right? So, like, fear driven the entire time. Like, you know. Fear is good. Like... <coughs> we had a leak for two months that I could not figure out for the life of me where the leak was. I was like, the walls are getting destroyed. All these bad things are happening. And it was just like the bane of my existence couldn't sleep. We finally got the leak fixed and it's like, okay. But that leak for me was just such a fear driven thing where I was like, okay, we just spent X amount of money buying this restaurant. Now we're going to have to spend X amount of money trying to solve this leak and everything else involved in it before even doing the renovation. So I was like, this is nuts, you know? And for me, At that point, it's just like fear consuming stress and like it's like the fear of the unknown, you know. Mm -hmm. And now it's like if something breaks, I don't give a shit about it. It's like, okay, we'll get it fixed. Like it sucks. It's going to cost money, but it's business like it is what it is. Part of the thing. But the biggest thing that was driving my fear was that I had ran all these numbers. And then my first two weeks at the restaurant, we broke maybe 16,000 in a week, you know, and um, that wouldn't cut it let's just put it that way that wouldn't even cut it to like pay me what I needed to make in order to like pay my bills at that time, you know? Um, and I was not in a position to not pay myself a certain amount of money because I had already set myself up to live my life a certain way. So for me, that was like extremely fearful and, you know, just obsessing over the numbers, obsessing over open table, obsessing over the cover accounts, the check average, all these things that when you're working for someone else who's paying all the bills, I mean, it's cool to know what it means and to be familiar with it, but it doesn't really matter. But when it's your life, it matters. And like, so the respect I have now for anybody that owns their own restaurant and operates their own restaurant is tenfold compared to what it used to be, you know? And that goes for people that I've worked very dearly with where, you know, big things matter, like everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, I know I don't have to fucking tell you, you know this, but still. So for me, that was the biggest thing was like, grasping that and understanding that. And then, you know, people would tell me, friends of mine would be like, why do you obsess so much about the cover count? I'm like, because it's Mm -hmm. the fuck do you mean? Why do I obsess over it? Because Mm -hmm. if we're only doing 20 covers on a Tuesday, we're fucked. (laughs) There's no sugarcoating that. Like we can't afford to continue to stay open. And that's what we were doing. And that was scary to me because I made the purchase. I did all these things. And I was like, cool. I made a huge mistake. It was mm. like milk was a bad choice. Mm. It was pretty much how I felt for like two months. Mm. And then it got better.
2: I think like um, when I look back at the seven years that we've been doing this, the difference between me now and me back then was it kind of like sounds like what you're saying, which is I obsessed over everything. Right. And it, And it drove to some days like drove me fucking mad. And I'm I feel terrible for the people that were around me every day, because it was it it was a dreadful version of me. But it was it was you know it's life. Yeah. It was very difficult to deal with. And on top of that, hey, I know you have all these other things to worry about, but you also have to put out great food. <laughs> By the way, I know you have to you have to also do this, yeah. and you also have to manage people, and you yeah. also have to like order fish <laughs> and order produce <laughs> and order things and like operate the restaurant and have enough people to do the job. Right um now like it always seems like the world is burning down but like i've been here before yeah and it's basically what i tell people all the time they're like what do you think i'm like "Well, we're just gonna have to fix it i mean i'm like people are like you're just so much more calm now i'm like no i've just been through the (laughs) fucking gauntlet like i i get it this whole gauntlet of like yeah a piece of equipment's broken Whatever. Okay. Yeah. Like it happens. Yeah. We either fix it or we buy a new one. All right. You know, what does it take to operate? What does it take to do this? And I think a lot of it from the ownership side, and I think it's like precious you say that because there's so many people that don't quite understand the difference between working and running. Oh, yeah. When you're running it, and you own it. And it's like, you don't just think about your own. And I mean, you have like a wife, a rabbit, a dog. <laughs> you have, you have, you have a, he does have a, a pet rabbit. Two dogs. She's a bitch, by the way. Two dogs. Love her, but she's a bitch. <laughs> Two dogs. Uh, like, you have things. Other people have things. And when you're the owner of especially just one location, you become vested in all these people and you want them to be okay. Yeah. You know, um, you want everyone to be okay all the time. And sometimes your focus shifts away from just like your well being to everyone's well being, and it becomes like a really big, foggy uh-huh. world for you. Because you're just trying to survive, trying to make everyone happy. And then sometimes you look back and you look at yourself and you're like, where the what day is it? What right. year are we in? Right.
0: Am I happy? Well, I mean
2: Gordon. you know, I I think like happiness is perspective. Yeah. You know, when, when I, when I look back at the last seven years, I'm incredibly happy about what I've been through, but man, it it was really rough, but that's okay. I mean, it, it takes, it takes that first year of a restaurant is really tough.
3: <laughs> it's, there's
2: no doubt. Year two is also tough. I, th- I think yeah. you're fortunate because you have, you have a name attached to you that was there previously, even though I think you're going to build on it yeah. and make it better. Um, it still comes with something, you know?
0: yeah and I mean, you know and, and and kudos to kudos to Trey, the former owner, like I mean, I mean the restaurant's been open for 15 years, you know uh-huh. and like for a restaurant to be open that long period, whether it was operating at this high of a level or not, like it's it's still a testament to the fact that it's stayed open. A business has been open that long, especially in this industry. So the foundation was it didn't take much for me to get in there and improve a couple things, change a couple things to do it my way for people to be like, oh, this is great, you know? And, like, staple-wise, it was there. People knew what it was, and then all it took was one article for people to understand that there was new ownership and getting it ready for another 10 years and not too difficult to build on. I can't imagine what starting, and I've been part of it, but not as an owner. Have I ever been a part of, like, starting a brand where it's your name and all of that from scratch, which is wild. Yeah, it could be dark. I mean, dark, yeah, but I think... You adapt and you change and you do what you can. Are yet like are yet day one are yet compared to what are yet is now. Mm. Holy shit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy shit. So
2: tell me about the food at Custom Shop now.
0: I mean, funny you ask. So something that resonated with me heavily when you were there, when you ate, obviously, um, uh, you know, you loved some things and other things you didn't necessarily love, but you didn't hate, which was great. Um, but you told me, you're like, you know, you need to start to really hone in here. Mm-hmm. You need to be yourself. Right. Um, and I think, you know, part of it is like, you know, there was a lot of safety for me at first, you know, cause there's things I had done in my career in the past that I could do again that I knew would work, that I knew people would like that i knew would be different from what we had been doing at that restaurant or what they had been doing at that restaurant that would be successful at least but i haven't gotten funky with it yet Mm -hmm. i also haven't had time to get funky with it because for me right time is the
2: it it becomes so
0: precious yeah i mean if it was up to me i would love to just sit there like a mad scientist all day and mess around with food and come up with the funkiest food of all time and put it on the menu and be great and be myself and express myself through my food and all that but as a business owner and you being there, understanding the situation that was going on in the front of the house of that restaurant for a while, there was a lot of changes that need to happen. There was a lot of things that were falling on my plate as an owner, not as a chef that I needed to address. And like for me, the safety on the food was <coughs> easy, but it was the right decision at the time to be safe at that time. Now, you know, I have a partner, I have a manager who I can trust, who I can turn my back too. And I know that things are going to happen in the front of the house and I can really start to like hone in on the food. So we've just now started to make some changes to the food. Like the decal has gone. You'll be proud. I Um, love that. Little things like that, you know, and it takes pushback because the thing about custom shop is that like front of house people have been there for, I mean, like Zoe's been there for seven years.
2: I I noticed.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and like it's old habits die hard and change freaks everybody out. So I
2: love that though. Yeah. I, I mean, love change.
0: I mean, I love change, too. Yeah. But it freaks them out. You know, it's like we're taking off the deck one and people are like, mm. that's like my safe play. When someone's like, I'm a meat and potatoes guy. Right. You know, and it's like, that's what they cool. sound like, too. That's what they oh, sound bro, like. You, can we get that one more time? <laughs> I'm a meat and potatoes guy. That doesn't even sound Southern enough, but whatever. Anyways, so you did your best. I mean, I tried. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, really now just starting to, you know, we replace the deco with like a 21 day dry aged strip. And it goes on top of like a seasonal like root veg period right now because all you can get right now is root veg because it's cold as shit. Yeah, so, but that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. And chimichurri, you know, and, and it's called chimichurri on the menu, which like you're going to look at me and you're going to be like, oh, okay, cool. Chimichurri. Who gives a fuck? But I remember I, li- I lived in Virginia. So I get I it. Know, that's what I'm saying. Like chimichurri on a menu in North Carolina, it's like that's the start of like me starting to express myself, you know, and like I'm, you know, Miami born and raised and Spanish background. and. My mom is born in Cuba, raised in Spain, and I'm all there is to be Hispanic. And there's not a whole lot of that in Charlotte, North Carolina. Like, there's some of it, but not unapologetically. Yeah, I
2: remember when we were coming up with the the menu for the collab over there. (laughs) (laughs) It's just hard for me not to be myself. So, like, you were, like, telling me stuff, and I'm like, nah, I don't know. I don't like that. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, uh, I don't know. That doesn't really sound like you at all. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, but, you know, it, uh, <sighs> <sighs> I don't know. And, you know, like, I, I mean, you're my friend. I'm going to push you. Yeah. You know, and I like, I think the one safe place you have when you're an owner is like to be yourself. Yeah. Because you're not like, you're not an owner Restaurant tour, quote unquote operator, like a lot of people like uh, label themselves as, mm-hmm. you know, when they're really just like the suit and tie that's like <laughs> the one that signs checks sometimes and whatever. Sometimes, like you're you're a chef, yeah. you know, and the only safe space you have is the fact that you can do whatever the fuck you want, right? Like that is the only like that is the only place, and and the reason why. I talk about it so much because I talk to people about this shit all the time. New tours, ones that have been in the business for a while, whatever, is like, sure, like short rib with like mushy potatoes under it with some kind of like dense sauce and stuff on top is going to sell a ton. Yeah. But what does that say about you? And like when you go to sleep at night, do you feel okay with that? Right like for me I like I don't and the only thing I had was my food I didn't have anything else I didn't have a life I didn't have like I had I had to operate a business I had to run a restaurant and I had my food you know and it's like that's the only safe space, safe space I had so I was super into it and then when we got to a place that area it was like make a break like we could close any day well, I remember we we were just like we said fuck it we're gonna go we're we're gonna do this we're gonna go down in fucking flames <laughs> right like we're just gonna do whatever the, and that like I feel like that day it w- is when I really found out who I was food wise because I said fuck it I'm just gonna like I'm gonna do all the shit that I feel and it was the mo- one of the most proud moments of my life and it was also like there he is oh. yeah the peanut butter and jelly champion himself oh, seriously yeah um it was one of the one of the times that I look back at the most and just saying, like, when I think about food and they're like, well, maybe we should because everyone has a fucking opinion, right? Like everyone has. <laughs> well, you should do the, You should do charred Brussels sprouts. OK, you fuck should. Fuck that. Right. You should do. The way. Uh, you should do um, uh, carrots with Tangine or whatever the fuck. What is it that everyone does? Taziki and carrots and it's yogurt. Yogurt. Right. Yeah. yeah like yogurt. yogurt and carrots. And everyone does that, too. Yeah. Like what? I like I don't know. I want to know. I want to know who you are, right? And that's the only space you have as an owner chef, because everything else, like numbers, are numbers. Two plus two equals four, all around the world. Yeah. So, that part—that is who you are. Restaurants, functionally, service-wise, operating-wise, are all kind of the same, right? You have a service station. People do service. Whether you put new silverware down or whatever, that's up to you. Like that. Like that stuff is 101 but the food is so expressionary like that is so now i'm starting to get to know you and that's when i feel for me like i changed oh yeah and that's why when i've talked to you over the last six months i've always just been like what's new yeah what's happening what are you doing food wise because all the other stuff i already know hardships and stuff don't talk to me about them i get it right (laughs) i like the other stuff like that That's going to be that small like sliver of, I guess, like satisfaction you get amongst all the like trash and bullshit that you have to deal with. That's really important because it's going to keep you going. It's going to keep pushing you forward. Like it's going to it's going to propel you through all the bullshit. Yeah. So,
0: you know. Yeah. Stop being safe. Yeah. Don't be a bitch about it. I can tell you who I am, though. Parker House rule, Foie Gras Mosaic. (laughs) White chocolate. That's, That's never happened. happened. That's never happened before. That's the first. That was fucking good. That was really fucking good.
2: So after six months, we we do a collab dinner tomorrow. Yeah. Right. I think it's gonna be pretty good.
0: I mean, I'm pretty stoked. I'm excited about the menu. You know, I'm happy that I prepped a lot of that shit before I got here, which is fantastic.
2: Same. That's what we did when we went over there.
0: I mean, yeah, it was nice. It's nice seeing the road reversal because when you guys came over here, I remember you guys showed up in the kitchen. I was like, oh, they're about to like go to you know, prep town USA. And you guys prepped like three things. And you were like, cool, we're going to go get a tattoo. We'll be back for dinner. And I was like, oh, all right, cool. Uh, what time works for you? I'm like, well, at this point, we're like doing 40 covers on a Wednesday. I'm like, whatever time, like we have room, you know. And they showed up late for the reservation, which is fine. We did. We, we pushed back our reservation like three times. It's fine. But we did great. So, um, but yeah. And I remember that. And I was like, oh, wow, that's nice. You know, but like you showed up like prepared box yeah. full of goodies. Um, a lot of goodies. A lot of ducks. A lot of ducks. We did the duck there. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's like the most work that flat top's ever gotten. I mean, that's debatable. I mean, that's the cleanest that flat top's ever gotten. That's for damn sure. (laughs) But um, that's probably the most strokes from you that that flat top has ever gotten. It definitely did get stroked. For sure. Yeah, hard. Hard. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, I thought that, like, that dinner went pretty well, actually. It Did I mean, I thought our dishes were solid.
0: I mean yeah I thought your dishes were solid I thought my paella was an embarrassment to uh, Spain and there was no fixing it at that moment and I remember looking at it when we plated it for the first time because again I spent so much of my time doing toast shit doing getting all this other stuff ready for this dinner and not focusing on the food that by the time it came time to look at the paella I was like okay this is a fucking atrocious paella but it's okay we're redeeming ourselves tomorrow well you're redeeming us (laughs) Well, there's that. <laughs> Which so is when we were bad. talking about
2: the dinner for here, I was like, I want to do paella. And he's like, fuck you. Of course no, you want to do paella. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to do it.
0: And all he hits me with is just relax. Just yeah. relax. It's just like, re- relax. Like, I know you. And you may not know you, but your subconscious is like, we're going to do paella the right way this time. <laughs> Without a doubt. I mean, we'll find out tomorrow, right? I mean, you know, I have my thoughts, but we're not going to talk about that right now.
2: It's totally fine. You can have your thoughts. What are your thoughts? Go on,
0: Tony. I just think we're crazy for trying to cook it to order, but whatever. We used to make risotto to order. That was at Cypress.
2: Yeah, though.
3: so?
0: Cypress Kitchen was about the same size, minus a grill. It's like a 35-minute pickup. That's cool. It's the fourth course. Oh, fair. It's the fourth course. Listen, I have faith in you, the grid, and the Yeah. Oh, the grid is super hard. I have
2: faith. Yeah, the grid is good. I have and faith. then for Chuggies tomorrow, we're doing chicken nuggets. I'm so stoked about those. Yeah, chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, what else are we going to talk about? I have no fucking idea. Yeah.
0: Nick, what do you got? Yeah. What do you got, Nick?
2: And
1: this is your
2: uh, I, I'm shocked that what? you need that you need help this early. I, I mean, I don't need help. <laughs> Listen, I like, I'm, you know, I'm just trying to. I really think we should talk
0: about fast food.
1: Yeah. I th- yeah. He had things he came in wanted to talk about.
0: It's just like, you know, trends in my life lately. We've had a lot of discussions at the restaurant with friends as well about top five fast food. Um, one thing that pisses me off is that some people think Chipotle is fast food. Get the fuck out of here! It's not. It fast has food. to have a drive through for it to be fast food.
1: Agreed. That's the
0: qualifier. Yeah, has to have a drive through, in my opinion. Like for it to Do be you, fast oh. food, you don't have to get the fuck out of the car.
1: Is McDonald's still fast food in a food court?
0: Wow! I hate <laughs> you. I hate you. That was so good. I hate you, he was that fashion. was
2: such a good Trump question right there. Like he just trumped your whole argument. No,
0: yeah. I mean, well, yeah, sure. I mean, yeah. <laughs> rolled up with my Chevrolet legs in the fucking food court. That's terrible. I hate you so much.
2: <laughs> I mean, That's is brutal. Subway not fast food?
0: Well, there's Subways with a
2: drive-through. But okay, but majority of Subways don't have a drive-through. Fair. So is it not fast food?
0: Okay, fast. You know what fast food is. We're not gonna have this argument. We're not gonna keep going into this argument. We know. <laughs> you, so you brought up the argument. You're fine, fair. But fast food is like McDonald's, Wendy's, Taco Bell, Go. I, I honestly like, don't
2: feel like Chipotle's fast food.
0: No, that's fast casual. Yeah, that's fast casual.
1: Is there something about the speed that's different? Because Chipotle's pretty fast.
0: Yeah. If so we're just like if it's just speed, but so is Jimmy John's.
1: Is Jimmy John's not fast food?
0: I don't consider Jimmy John's fast food. There's no drive-thru. Yeah, but that's their whole shtick, right? They get you a sub
2: in 15 minutes or whatever the fuck. It's it's yeah, actually, actually freaky fast food. It's free, <laughs> yeah, it's freaky fast food.
0: 15 minutes is a crack of shit. There's no way. Don't believe it.
2: Order Jimmy John's right now. <laughs>
1: we don't have a budget for that. No. <laughs> I'm super I, just bought, I just bought this thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Top five fast food. Has to have a drive-thru. Don't.
1: Fine. Listen, don't you're you know you're the guest.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: So, what is your top five fast food? Yeah. <sighs> Was it that list you just ran through? It's
0: tough. No, I mean, kind of. Um, and is
1: for purposes of this, does it have to be national or can it be like a local or regional fast food? I really hate you, Nick. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not saying whether it's fast food or not, but like for purposes of the list, I like, mean, like does Whataburger qualify even Yeah, though, Whataburger qualifies. Okay. Yeah,
0: national. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't have to be regional by any okay. means. So, for me, Chick fil A, you know, even though you can't get it on Sundays, but whatever. Um, Taco Bell. mcdonald's
2: is, is this an order or no
0: no there's no particular order i can't no but give me order. an order no you
2: got you you we're gonna go top five you gotta have to give me an order
0: all right if we're going top five we're going to order taco bell top for sure the goat i mean there's just like no comparison uh, Jim, Jim chick-fil-a number number not two. right now. i was definitely trying to order it. <laughs> uh chick-fil-a second okay chick-fil-a second yeah there's a lot of Chick Fil A's in Charlotte, bro. And they're fantastic. I don't really think Chick Fil A's that good. Are you kidding me? I don't. Well, do you think KFC is better than Chick Fil A?
3: Yeah,
2: is it, is it the, what? I, I think Popeye's fried chicken sandwich is better than Chick Fil A's. <sighs> well,
0: what do you think? More than Chick Fil A? Chick Fil A's, right. I think it's overrated. That's my dog. Oh my god. I am with him. No wonder
2: you love him. No, I love him for a lot of reasons, but that's... I mean... I'm pretty
3: fucking awesome. awesome. <laughs> 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 and subtle. there he is. <laughs> Super subtle. I'm
2: downloading the Jimmy John's app because I want to see how fast it'll get here. Probably right, pretty fast.
1: I mean... Huh? I love... I love... Wh- this could be... How often do you think Jimmy John's delivers to a Michelin-starred restaurant?
0: <laughs> no, never. <laughs> that's a valid point. Never. Uh, where was I? Chick-fil-A?
1: Yeah, you mentioned Chick-fil-A, McDonald's, McDonald's, Taco Bell. Taco Bell was your, Taco your Bell's the goat. top of the chain. Yeah,
0: yeah, goat, for sure. Um, That's very interesting to me. I mean...
2: I'm with him, though.
0: It's just, for me, it's like it, th- there's the nostalgia there. Like There's no Jimmy cheating. John's by here. They won't do it. That's a shame. They won't um, do it. I guess they're not that fast. But when um, when I was young, I used to hit up Taco Bell all the time. It was a 24-hour Taco Bell right next to my mom's house, so I mm. crushed Taco Bell all the time. Sure, yeah. Not sober by any means, but right. crushed right. Taco I just ate Taco Bell, Bell two days ago. You you posted pictures of the sauce, yeah, on your social. This mm-hmm. is true. Um, man, I'm stumped on the rest of my list right now.
1: Well, I just I thought you had one ready because you. Yeah, brought, I mean, it, it, you, it's, sound, it's you sounded very like you were in it, like no, you had always, a top five.
0: It's always been an argument. And you always, have a top five. It fluctuates. I,
1: I've never thought of it that way. I I would say Taco Bell is nowhere near the top for me. Maybe really? because Why? I don't have that like nostalgia for it, Maybe. and I don't like most. Uh, so I don't like sour cream. I don't like guac.
0: Wait, why don't you like sour cream?
1: It's like a texture thing. In sour cream's case, I don't like the flavor of sour cream
0: either. I mean, I don't really guac at Taco Bell.
1: Yeah, but like, I'm I'm just saying, like, if I'm at a Taco Bell, I'm going like a pretty plain taco, quesadillas. I like like you know any of the cheese, but like the sauces that they put on shit. If I get a quesadilla, I get it without the cheese sauce, just cheese and the chicken or whatever the fuck I'm putting in there. So like, the fact that me personally, I have to like ask them to. Hold so many favorite. things. Yeah. 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 I'm a
2: Wendy's
3: guy.
0: I mean, see, Wendy's is in my top five. Thank you for reminding me about Wendy's. Yeah. What do you but mean? Wendy's you have to be reminded about
2: Wendy's? I think that, like, the reason why I go talk about 1 is literally whoever invented the Crunchwrap Supreme um, is a legend. Yeah, it's the best thing ever. I mean, I'm also a fan of the Chalupa when they actually, like, do it right, but... It's funny that we bring this up <laughs> when
0: they do it right
1: because, because and, and sorry, but I think it's interesting. Like, how much can a single item move it up the list? Because I know for you, yeah, the crunch wrap
2: plays a big role. If the crunch wrap was not a Taco Bell, how but, high up
1: would, would it be?
2: But I will say, I've eaten that Taco Bell three times in the last like, I don't know, maybe four months. Right? If anyone from Taco Bell is out there listening, be better be better you're sitting on some of the best ideas in food history and you guys are fucking it up you're fucking it up like a hundred percent that
0: rice, by the way what i mean i was unaware that there was an unlimited negroni fountain So, (laughs) so i
2: i'm just saying like you know like the first time i had it and it was like so so like okay that's fine second time i'm like you know i'm pretty banged up like it's passable Third time, I'm like, fuck this. You guys need to be better. If anyone from Taco Bell is out there, you need to listen to this. You are about to fuck all of your shit up because you guys just aren't executing even somewhat well. Like, it used to be executed. Like, the Crunchwrap Supreme used to be, like, a thing. Now it's just fucking flubbery bullshit. It's an afterthought. It just is absolute fucking trash. It used to be, like, this, like, crown jewel situation of a menu item this, and now this is it's good. just like this Crunchwrap is Supreme.
1: Is, the, is that this. what you got when you posted
2: that picture? That's what I felt like. No, no, but you had the Crunchwrap? That's what you did? Yeah, listen, when you get a Crunchwrap right, like
0: if you ever watched like It the, comes with sour cream by the way. But if you right, get yeah, the Crunchwrap it, it's I supposed
2: would... to stand you can eat it at, like that, right? <laughs> when you get it make sure, like, you make sure you really look into that camera. When you them. get yeah. it and it's like a limp
0: dick like this uh-huh. it's
2: just not working. It's obviously fact Obviously, you,
0: fact if, it, if it's, it's limp, there's no crunch. I mean, it's just a limp dick. Yeah. To comp- I mean, I guess. Yeah. Fla- it just flaccid, absolutely just like, yeah. That's crunch not what a su- Crunchwrap
2: Supreme is. And like, I'm sorry to tell you, you guys have really, you have thought of and put together one of the like engineering genius when it comes to food.
0: I mean, yes. Yeah.
2: And you're absolutely fucking it up. Like you were fu- just so Taco Bell, if you're out there, you.
0: I'm just saying. I think be better. Bangkok Podcast should have a subside YouTube series of you ripping fucking Taco Bell people to shreds like Gordon Ramsay. Mm. It would be fantastic.
1: I should also—I forget what episode <coughs> it was—but you've also done this with Domino's. You had Domino's issues,
0: yeah.
2: But like, Dom. Uh, honestly, if so, if we were to say the consistency issues of like Domino's, Is Domino's
0: fast food. Do we put pizza into the fast food category? I mean, I think Domino's fast food. I think I fucking love Domino's. I think Domino's I think, is the best fast food by far. Pizza. The best pizza you can get, although
1: it, you can't get it in t- like in terms of what fast, is fast. Like can, right. you can't get a Domino's pizza or any well, of I those. I guess pizza we would have to fast. go to a
2: Domino's and yeah. order the Domino's and see how fast they give us. Can pizza? I
1: tell you? I know exactly how fast yes. it is. And did I tell you about uh, what I've been up to lately? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is there a button for this cuz I just I uh, Should
1: I just, should I give myself the horn? Is that uh, or are you trying to mute me? No, I'm not trying to mute you. I I want like here, some I'm going to give air horn here. Be-ne-ne. Can't hear it at all. Listen yeah, you part. can't hear it. We can't hear it. I yeah, I know, hear it, I know I know it, you I know I know you can't hear I'll it but I'm, I'm giving like it to myself. It. Um so All right, so Domino's pizza uh-huh. has uh I don't know if this varies region to region market to market but uh, if you do their car side delivery option, at least in my neck of the woods, I don't like remember curbside. Familiar. Curbside is what we mean. They call it car side, but yeah, basically curbside delivery. Right. So you 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 order for takeout, and their whole thing is that they'll bring it to your car if you put that option when you place the order. You know the Domino's tracker, like when you order a pizza. Yeah. I love that. I always okay. talk to them on the tracker. So if you do the if if you do the <laughs> tracker do. if you do the tracker when you order for pickup, including for car side delivery it will tell you when the pizza is ready for pickup as opposed to it's at your door heard when you do this, they have this guarantee. If the, when you do the car side, you're supposed to park, turn your blinkers on and tap. I'm here. And then they know to bring your pizza out. The deal is if you tap, I'm here. And from the time that the pizza is ready to the time that they're on their way to your car is more than two minutes. Your next pizza is free.
0: Your next pizza's free. Your next
1: pizza's free. Correct. Okay. So you get a credit of 60 pizza points on yeah, your well, I thing. got a lot of points. You get a credit <laughs> equivalent to one medium two topping pizza. 60 points. I went on a streak where I ordered 35 pizzas and didn't pay a dime.
3: <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> Cuz they always took more than 2 minutes. I ordered 35 consecutive Domino's pizzas and didn't pay a penny.
2: How have I never known this? Then That's... one
1: person brought out the pizza, and I didn't get the next one for free. So I ordered the next pizza. I am now running a new streak. I'm on pizza number seven right now. Wow, that is wow. fucking I got incredible. Roughly so three hundred. For 40... I, I got roughly four hundred dollars of pizza in retail value. So wait, so without forty for
2: forty seven pizzas? No, you're... I
1: did. 30, yeah, yeah, including this
2: for, new streak. Right. Yeah. forty seven pizzas. You've only paid for one, two. The at the beginning of each streak. Yeah, the original. Yeah. Wow! What a fuck! This has got dominoes. If you're out there, this man has <laughs> yeah. broken your fucking code. That is incredible. So, what was like the average lag time?
1: I would say uh, about 15 minutes. Wow! 15? Yeah. From, wow, so they from, didn't from, even start well, that shit. But from from the time that you place the order, because it's a, if it's a takeout order or a delivery order, they're not necessarily starting it the minute you place the order. The way that they would if you place an order at a McDonald's, because right. they're like the thing is different. Here it goes into a queue, and like, you know, the tracker will tell you, oh, you know, we've received your order. And it might be a minute or two before it says, like, we've begun to prep your
2: order. So, you, there's yeah, a, yeah it's like, like it's you know. like, uh, like Andres is prepping your pizza.
1: But let me tell you, like, right. so I, I would go, I and then I start, the and time. then I started to develop like a little bit of a, okay, how can I, I, want, I got excited about the streak after I hit like 10. <laughs> and I was <laughs> like, how's this been going on? I mean, I, I didn't eat more than two pizzas a week. In any given week. So it went on like over a long period of time.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's a serious streak. And it, al- I mean-
1: it also, uh, they treat it like if there's a fucking, I don't know, pizza points clearing house somewhere. So it takes two days, 48 hours for your points to, to clear. So it's not, even if I wanted to, I couldn't order a pizza every
2: day and do that. They're just hoping that people forget, but Nicholas Jimenez does not forget. No, so I
1: would go, and sometimes I'd be the only car in the parking lot, and I'd be sitting there waiting. And the first few times, I was like, I just I stayed in my car for a while just to see what would happen, and then I would get out of my car and I'd go in and I'd get the pizza, and my pizza would be the only one sitting there, like nothing else was happening. It's not like they were swamped and couldn't bring the thing up, right? Right. You know. So yeah, they were just like, uh, are they assholes?
2: I mean, are the employees assholes, or are they just being mismanaged? You get what you deserve. Ah. I don't know. Like, I think that's a management thing. I mean, yeah. If the pizza's right. just Same. sitting there dying in the
3: whatever, but it's incredible like, they even to have a window. That dying. Nick,
2: out of forty-nine pizzas, has all, has paid for two pizzas. It's incredibly impressive. And Domino's, like Domino's, needs to use Nick as like an example. If, yeah. if you, you if, should be part of their training listen, materials. I, I, I got
1: credit for a free pizza sitting in my account right now. Next time we go to the
0: Pig Pen, I'll bring a pizza. I love this so
2: much. Yeah. yeah, thin and crispy. Wine all day.
0: Pig Pen is the dubbed name of the warehouse. Yeah. Aha. Uh-huh. The Pig Pen. That's a great
1: name. So that's that's uh, that's my dominoes. I think I told you this in a text, and you just didn't read it. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how he subtly shits on you. It's fantastic. And I, I love.
1: So if 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 you want, I'll find. I'll, I'll if um, I could search because I've done this before. I've like sent people screenshots of like, hey, this is how where the streak is now. People who have like become more invested. Oh. Uh, this is the first time I'm talking this publicly about this.
3: This is so uh, now.
1: Attack, now you need to keep track of it on my, the Instagram. I'll, I'll sit there in my car and I'm watching the timer go. And there's a two minute timer on your phone, and when it hits zero, uh, you get an email says the bank.
0: Uh, offering their sincerest
1: pizza apologies.
0: Pizza apologies. <laughs> so there was a meeting about that at one point. Like, what do we call the credits? Pizza apologies. Yeah, I mean, there's sure. a meeting about that. That's wild. I mean, you're. I mean. You're just doing your your true American work. That's Listen, amazing. Can I? Since we're not all heroes wear
2: capes. Uh, I'm gonna go through my top five, and then I have more questions. So yeah, fair. Taco Bell go. is definitely my my number one. I I would tell Taco Bell you need to be better, or you're gonna lose my top spot.
0: You already told him that.
2: Yeah, you need to be better.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> or you're gonna lose the top spot.
0: You
3: looking at me? Yeah. Taco
2: Bell. Taco Bell. Like, and you know, like I know you don't give a fuck, but I'm just saying, like, you guys have really let me down. Um Wendy's is definitely number 2.
0: Wendy's is good.
2: Hard like the the spicy uh crispy chicken sandwich. Yeah. Definitely a hard number 2. Fries are good too. I'm not a fr- the thing is I'm not a fry person. Are you
0: fucking serious? My
2: number 3 strictly is based on fries because it is the only fries that I like. Oh okay, okay. Which is checkers. Checkers fries to me they fuck super hard. <laughs> 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 and they're they're fucking delicious. Straight up. Four is going to Domino's. I know we have now there's like very Whoa, I mean, we conflicting threw it into evidence
0: mix. whether Domino's is yeah, fast food. But in my top I food. think
2: like the the fast food pizza world is different.
0: Yeah, you have to. I mean, I think you have to throw it in there if we're talking about that. Yeah. And
2: number five would be Sonic. Really? Yeah, Sonic. I really enjoy their shit. When you say shit, what do you mean? Yeah, I mean, it's different, right? Like, Because I would consider our betters fast food, but it's not like a national fast food. Mm. But you can
0: put it in there if you want.
2: She's you know, up. I would say, would you consider something that's not national fast food? Oh, 100 percent, yeah. So you consider our better fast food,
0: but they don't have a drive through. But yeah, yeah,
2: yeah the
1: drive through. I mean, there's McDonald's there. didn't have a drive through when.
0: Yeah, the it's start. weird because like I would if if I
2: if I were to be able to include our betters, I would say that they're number one, right? Really? Yeah, I mean, I love our better's hot dogs, and their fucking chili cheese fries. Yeah, if Fuck you in,
1: if you encountered that in another city where you didn't have the nostalgia attached to it. Where would it be?
2: Yeah, it's still pretty high, I think. Yeah, yeah. With how much I love their stuff, yeah. I will say I've
1: never, I, I have never eaten at Arbitters. What? We need to do what? this. Yeah, I've had, I've had Arbitters brought to me, but yeah, I've but never eaten at Arbitters.
0: Brought our to you via like Uber Eats or by a friend.
1: No. So the the last time I had Arbitters was before the pandemic because we were <laughs> doing uh, on the Cigar Snob Magazine podcast. We did a hot dog eating contest, oh. which was great audio. Wow. Yeah, <laughs>
2: that sounds so dreadful. Uh, I mean, it was a good time, like, you there. It. No, but delicious. I know I love it. I just, like, I, I look at, like, I can eat one hot dog. I'm a kraut and mustard dog. Like, that's all I do.
0: Yeah, look, hot dogs give me a stomach ache, but I'll suffer.
2: Yeah, glizzy's all day.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's a good shirt. Yeah, glizzy's for glizzy's life. Glizzy's all day. Yeah, yeah a little hot dog diagram. Right yeah, yeah, we actually talked about, like, you know, obviously, uh, now, like, the word is out for the Gibson collabs. We do the chuggies at the end. Mm-hmm. For the next one, we're going to do, like, an Italian glizzy. Yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing. Nice. Yeah. I It's routine that I plan the chuggy before I even plan the, the
0: meal. The dinner? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's in the box? That's yeah. all that matters. What's in the box?
2: <laughs> so after, um, like, now that you've, how many times have you come back to Miami since you opened a, lot, a restaurant? A lot. Since I opened the restaurant? Yeah. Three times. Mm. What is your association between coming back home, being there? Like, what are your feelings? Are there, is there a connection between the two? Are you trying to like bring Miami food that way? Are you just, I don't know. Like for me, the one thing I noticed when I was there, there's a plethora of local produce, which we don't have.
0: Oh man, it's awesome.
2: I think we have great local produce here, but we just don't have a lot of it. Uh Um, There's a plethora there in every fucking corner. It shocks me that more restaurants don't make it it's sad. Part of their culture to do that. It's really sad. Um, I, I agree that it's very sad. Um, the flavors of what we do here, and I think the execution and the extent of what we do here is not reflected in a place like that.
3: Right.
2: Do you feel like you want to take that there? Do you feel like you want to... Um, I don't know.
0: So I would say for me, the biggest thing, I think the saddest thing, you know, and I when I originally moved to North Carolina, I lived in... in in Raleigh first, and I worked for Scott Crawford, who's a fucking baller. Yeah. I mean, straight up baller. Um, For a short period of time, I worked for Scott Crawford for like four months, and that like changed my view on a lot of things. It was a very influential experience for me, and he's very true to... His menu is dictated by whatever's in season. Right. Like, whatever's on his menu is whatever you can get at the farmer's market. His CDC was always going to the farmer's market. That's what we put. That's what we were cooking. So for me... That was the first time I really saw that. I also worked for Andrea Rusing, who was very strict on like almost to a fault sometimes supporting farmers. Like she would like, I mean, we would buy sometimes. That was the first time I was ever in a meeting where we had a conversation about how many cows we were going to kill for a year. I was like, that's cool. So it doesn't come in a box. We're just, I don't know how many fucking cows we need for the year. I have no idea, Mm -hmm. you know? But that was an eye-opening experience for me. But I think, you know, Raleigh does a better job of being more I guess agriculture driven in the industry than Charlotte. Charlotte's a bit more commercial. You have a lot of like big money restaurants, um, highly funded restaurants because it's a huge financial district, right? So Mm -hmm. um, it lacks that like chef driven, agriculture driven scene. So for me, my goal would be to shed more light on that, right? So to pay attention to what's growing locally and focus on that and drive my menus based off of that. Cause it's sad that the agriculture scene is so advanced and the restaurant scene is so behind. Right. And like, that's the biggest thing for me because, and I say this confidently, like if not just you, but a lot of the other chef friends that I have in this city had access to the agriculture that I have access to in North Carolina, like the food would be even better here than it already is, which is fucking wild to mm-hmm. say, you know, cause Having access to product like that and not giving it the respect that it deserves is extremely sad. Mm-hmm. So, or I mean, not even respect—like not using it—is like wild. Like buying your produce from broadliners, from produce companies, and not just like this is what we're cooking this week because this is what our farmers have. It's fucking wild to me because yeah. like the hard work is that, truthfully. You know, like people are like. We had like a broccolini dish on the menu. It was literally broccolini with a sauce and breadcrumbs, toasted breadcrumbs. It was bullshit Mm. to make. And people were like, it's the best broccolini I've ever had. (laughs) And it's like, cool. (laughs) That's what? (laughs) I mean, it's cool that that's the best broccolini you've ever had. But like I did nothing. I made a sauce and it's just good broccolini. So like half of the hard work comes from like what they do out in the fields, what they do out in their day to day, right? So for me, that just drives me nuts on a constant basis because like we have access to a lot of incredible product that people just don't really care about, which is Mm. sad. And that's like a Charlotte thing because in Raleigh, it's very different. Like Raleigh, like the farm scene is like strong. Well, I mean, like I
2: dined in both places. Raleigh is, there's good food there.
0: Crawford and Sun fucks real hard. I mean, Crawford and Sun
2: is definitely a one-star restaurant. Oh, without a doubt. Like I have very little doubt about it. Um how do you feel about staff? <clears throat> Let me ask you a question. Do you feel differently about staff now from being part of the staff in
0: comparison to being an owner?
3: <laughs>
0: yes. Okay. Why? <laughs> um the staff doesn't feel the way that I feel. You know, the staff doesn't understand things the way that I understand things like Yeah, but they
2: they will say that you don't understand what they what they're going through.
0: I don't give a fuck about that. Quite honestly, like for me, it's just like they don't understand every aspect of the business the way that I would understand every aspect of the business because it affects me 100 percent. It doesn't affect them 100 percent for them. It's like their money, how much they're making, what days they work. Can I have this day off? Can I do this? Can I do that? Um, Again, but everyone's always going to care about what they have going on in their life, you know, so. But they're not tied to the restaurant the way that my livelihood is tied to the restaurant. So it's very different. So like dealing with staff now, my perception is completely skewed. It's mm-hmm. not the same as what it used to be when I was just part of the staff. I'm not as sympathetic, I guess is the best way to say it. Like for me, like someone comes to me with a problem, I'm like, that's not a fucking problem. You mm-hmm. know? Um, unless if it's an actual issue, which is rare. Right. For me, it's like, cool, you make X amount of dollars, you work three days a week, get the fuck out of my face. Mm-hmm. I don't care.
2: So. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that the... There's like a growing in that, right, because like you you learn the people, and I say it the people make the place, yeah, right, but you find the people that care about the place, oh yeah, you know, and that takes time, and that takes a lot of effort that takes a lot of investment on your side, um to really like nurture those people and take those people and like have them grow alongside you, um and you know eventually those people will leave, uh and I think that's. Kind of like, I won't say that this is now, but it's happened in the last three years. Like, you know, this person got another job. What are we going to do? I'm like, well, we're going to have to find someone else. <laughs> I mean, it's just there. there is no other answer to that. There, it's the only we're, solution. We're just going to have to find somebody yeah. else because, you know, you spend time training people and, and hopefully they spend time with you and they grow with you and, and they grow themselves. But maybe you have a glass ceiling that, You don't see, but they see and uh, they want to grow elsewhere, which is okay. And like, it took a while for me to be okay with that. You know, it it took a while for me to be like, you know, I support them in their growth and their, you know, taking the shit that we taught them and implementing it somewhere else. You know, it strengthens like, I really think it does strengthen the city as a whole, which for me is very important you know right uh and i think that after some time you're probably going to experience that also in charlotte you know yeah uh the more you implement the things that you want to do and the kind of service that you want to have and the kind of food you want to do it'll be like a weed that grows everywhere um whether people want to admit it or not is a different story but <laughs> um it is a weed that grows everywhere so right you know i i I oftentimes like find that conversation so interesting because when you go from being a staff member to being an owner, like the world, your world changes It's so significantly that yeah. it, it's, it's pretty wild.
0: Yeah. I don't think you can ever really truly understand what it's like until you're actually there. Right. Cause like I've been very closely, like I worked at Beacon Grand Brian's like a brother and like. I would see him get stressed out about things and I just couldn't sympathize, you know? I couldn't sympathize at all with it. And then You can
2: now, can you? <laughs> right. You can now.
0: And like, same with you, you know? Like, I was very close to you during like, I mean, I guess you could call I mean, rough times, you know? Yeah. Or like, scary times. It's probably a better term. Like, scary times for this restaurant and where you were going and all that. You know, where you were driving vans during hurricanes and like, staying open <laughs> no matter what, like there is a category four about to hit and you're like, well, we're staying open until we can. So, you know, and I saw that and I remember being here when you were the only person on the line and like seeing all that stuff. And that resonates with me heavily now. Yeah. More than ever. And I don't think I could have ever actually like understood what that felt like until I actually stepped into those shoes for the first time, which is now for me. So those shoes aren't for everyone. No, they suck sometimes too. Like they're great. They they suck all the time. I mean, yeah, but there's like great times too. You know, like there's victories. There's a lot of wins, but I mean, I yeah, there's big there's
2: big wins, and you feel and you feel the wins. But like when I I remember, I I once saw a documentary about Vince Lombardi, right? (sighs) And he was like, you know, he was a winner. Like that motherfucker was just as a coach, he was like the fucking OG of OGs and it was talking about like after every game that they would win he would have these like little parties at his house and as the party would like go on and the night would get later you would see his demeanor change and it would just slowly change and it would be like he would go from like very happy he would be like almost jovial at a point and and then it would just like just he would become like super dark And it's because you realize no matter what, like what win you've had the next day, you need to perform. You need to wake up and you need to do your job. No matter what, like the job never, like that's the thing. The job of an owner never ends. Right. It, It never changes. It never ends. The way you wake up, the way you go to sleep, like all that shit is the same. So I remember, man, and I watched that documentary when I was younger, but it stuck with me forever because it was like, I remember when I was working stations. As like a line cook, it'd be like, we would have a great service. But then like, as we would be drinking shots, Jameson or Tully or whatever the fuck at like three in the morning, I'd be saying to myself, tomorrow, you got to wake up and do this shit again. And then you have to feel this win again. And it was, and now as like an owner, it's pretty similar. It's like, we'd have a great day. We have to wake up tomorrow. We have to do it again. How do we, like the biggest issue with being an owner is making creating a system that it's consistent yeah that it's consistent it's everyday it's structural it's like fundamental and it's just like boom 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 how do you do that getting from point a to point z in that process is so fucking tough Mm -hmm. right and after a while it becomes like almost rudimentary and like very just like monotonous but when it becomes monotonous is the day that you could be like great yeah that's awesome right Oh, we just do all these things every day? Awesome. Right. That's great. Yeah. At the beginning, you're implementing all those things and you're like just like forcing like a fucking circle into a square, and just like, (laughs) no, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way it's supposed to be. After a while, that circle becomes a circle. Right. You know, and it's just like, boom, this is the way it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be this way. And it's like, it's a little daunting, but I, I say it the first 36 months doesn't matter. It could be a great concept. It could be in the perfect location. It could be everywhere and everything and everyone loves it. But it'll take 36 months to figure it out. Right. So you're a month six.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. Subtle. Subtle. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we've come a long way in six months, you know, but like I and I say this. Thank you. You know, and like talking about fears and talking about the initial fears and everything that was going on and all that stuff, like a lot of that has, you know, it's still there.
2: But how do you, but like, what's, what is your relationship with fear? That was a heavy, heavily
1: worded question. I mean, but it's, it's, you know, it's it's about
0: to get shitty when Nick reacts. Yeah. That's, you know, but what's
2: your relationship with fear?
0: I mean, dude, um, Consuming and dominant, you know, like I just I fucking tattooed myself two tattoos recently because of fear, you know. Like right. I tattooed initials on my wrist that say "This too shall pass" because I have a tendency to fucking freak out right. over bullshit, mm-hmm. you know, over things that don't merit that much of my energy, you know, and like my energy is limited now, right? A, hey, I'm fat, and I've I've started working out, so like there goes more energy, you right? Know? It's gone. But it's good, but that's
2: good energy. Yeah, yeah, but still,
0: it's still depleted, right? So, like, being able to muster up enough energy, courage to deal with, like, the day-to-day ins and outs of the operation is, like, it's a lot. And some days it's taxing. So, yeah, my relationship with fear is that it it can consume me at times, you know, like, aggressively, especially more so now because a lot of it is, like, a lot of the things that I've been, I don't know, I guess, like, conquering on a day-to-day basis are things I've never had to conquer before. So for me, fear of the unknown is prevalent, you know? Like, I'm not really necessarily scared of things I've had to deal with before. But things I haven't had to deal with, yeah, it's heavy shit. So once I've done it, it's a different story, you know? And, like, back to, like, the leak. You know, I'm sitting here and I'm, like, my mind races. My mind races to, like, okay, we're going to have to rebuild the entire restaurant and I'm fucked. And, like, that's not a logical thought. Right. But that's where my mind goes. I wish you, you would have called me. <laughs> <laughs> the the voice you said that in was hilarious. You're like, I wish you would have called me. Right. It was fantastic. We still have leaks. I mean, yeah. You know, and like now it doesn't bother me. It's like the other day the AC kind of like was acting up. I turned it off and I was like, whatever, if I turn it back on and it's fucked, it is what it is. And I call the company and they'll fix it. And it's gonna be a bill, but it's a bill and it'll get paid, and that's that. Yeah, you got 30 days. Right. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> you got time. Yeah, but, or a credit card.
2: But yeah. Still, I mean, I, and then that has another thirty days. But the <laughs> listen, I've been I've been through this game one hundred percent. Yeah, we're good. Um, Nick, you want something? No, no, you're good. Um, you know, my association with fear is it, it is like a master motivator for me. Yeah, like it motivates me every single day because like failure is prevalent. It's real. Like failing forward is like. I tell people all the time, like if you're going to like push and fail, like fail forward, learn from the failure and then build off of that and see what can come of that. And you may fail again and try and try and try and you're going to fucking nail it eventually. That's just how it is. When you get to a place that you're not comfortable with everything around you, like when you become an owner and everything around you is brand fucking new. Mm -hmm. I remember, man, such an arrogant little fuck I was seven years ago. To be like, yeah, I got this. Like, I can run a kitchen. I'm like, yeah, you can. But what about everything else? You know, and when you realize, like, you have so much to learn. But it's the realization that you have failed to get to this point. Consume, like, all the information you can. Consume everything. Learn from people around you. Like, be a sponge. Don't be an arrogant fuck. Right. Because there's so many of those in the world. And, like... Just like try to build off of the failure and see where it goes. Like, don't be better in the situation. Be the situation. And whatever, if it's a fucking leak, a breaker blows, which is like so common, right? (laughs) A breaker blows because you put a cooler in a place that wasn't there before. (laughs) You know, like, just like shit like that. Like, it's part of the process. Like, now I've learned hey, so we're going to put this cooler here. Um, Just leave it on for like three days with nothing in it and see what happens. And they're like, why? I'm like, just trust me. And then after like 24 hours, they're like, chef, you know what turned off? I'm like, yeah.
3: <clears throat>
2: Probably going to have a change breaker. Right. I didn't know that seven years ago. You know, and I fucking, man, so many days, like... The fear thing for me when it comes to restaurant ownership is the people who care and the people who don't care. Right. The people who think that like, um, I don't know. I remember I saw a tweet or some shit recently is like, if somebody's um, restaurant pitch to you is it's like, you're going to get rich quick,
3: <laughs> then
2: you should probably leave the meeting. Right. And I'm like, yeah, for sure. You should definitely leave the meeting. Yeah. The people who care are the ones who care about food, who care about service, who care about cocktails, who care about the whole experience as a whole. It's a romantic, like, involvement. Like, you are emotionally invested. So the fear for me is that now. It's like all the other shit I've been through the gauntlet of, like, equipment breaking, leaks, shit, all uh, worldwide pandemic, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All that, all that we've lived through all that shit like we've done it all right so the fear for me now is you come to dine here right. and you don't leave saying that this is the best restaurant in miami then i have failed you right i
0: failed i mean it is the best restaurant in miami but it's definitely the best pb and j in miami for sure god damn like that's where my end like that
2: fear for me still wakes me up like in the middle of the night Like, there are days that I wake up hour on hour. Even post-star, pre-star, whatever. Stars don't matter. That thing, like, that fear drives me to the next day. Right. And to the next day and the day after and the day after. Because I think those two type of, like, restaurateurs, the ones who give a fuck and the ones who are just like, let's get rich. Right. Sexy fishes of the world, the carbones of the world. Right. Those people... Compared to the other ones that are just like, I'm trying to tell you a story. I'm trying to like engage with you. And express yourself. Right. Yeah. Um, It's like, that's the real fear. So, I don't know. I I, I I think the fear question is important. Yeah. And then as you go, like, I mean, six months is like super new. It's mean, still super new. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for that. Yeah. I, in At 12 months, your fears will be different. uh, 18 months your your fears will be different
0: and 24 months your fears would will like be incredibly different so well there's also a matter of like where will we be in dude six months like i tell you six months and it doesn't feel like six months but i think that like the
2: overall resounding question from me to you as friends is (laughs) like so in 24 months Mm -hmm. what is your plan like, what? what is it – where is it that you want to be in 24 months? Like, are you – we're just going to get, like, real into it uh, here. We're just going to get, like, go. real deep. I am
1: just. surprised.
2: I'm just I'll, – I'll, I, I can cut this out or whatever, but
1: I know you guys had, like, a time thing. We've, just let
0: me go. Let me go with this. Okay, cool. Yeah, let me go with this. So yeah. the Negronis are flowing now. He's like, <laughs> Nick, just let me go. So, like, at
2: 24 months, are you – is your goal to change the food culture in Charlotte, or Absolutely. is it just or is it just to make money?
0: no, I mean I'm, look making money
2: is necessary you're running a business
0: right so, I mean I'm, and I'm living a life, so it's not just about like money matters, yeah, fact, money matters, and did I take this leap in my career because? I mean money money was part of it right because I have goals for like my life I want to have a kid at some point right. all that stuff you know what I mean and like money is a necessity in society so granted <clears throat> but I also have a lot of pride so for me yeah I mean changing changing the restaurant culture in Charlotte would be a huge part of it for me um but that's going to take time like mm-hmm. that's going to take time so I mean 24 months from now yeah I would love to be no questions asked, the best restaurant in Charlotte. I think right now there's some other players in there that you know maybe spend a little bit of money on, on getting that title. But that's a different conversation for a different day. What do you mean? Day. What do you mean? Tell me. I mean, like pay for play. Like there's some people out there that get some recognition for what they're doing, and I think they're hot trash, and that's that. But you know, um, I want to change people's perspective on what good food is, if that makes sense. And what good hospitality is in every aspect. The pay-for-play thing.
3: (laughs) I like.
2: I have opinions on this. Like the pay-for-play thing. You know, like uh, I talk about Ryan Rotino a lot because he's he's a good friend. He's also super talented. His team, like I love his team. His team is incredible. Super, just genuine. Whatever. And I remember, like when we were on this quest for a star. I dined at Bresca a couple times and, you know, he had a quote on the wall. It was like, be so good. They can't ignore you. Right. Like we're not a pay for play company. I would have never guessed. Right. We're just, we're not that right. Like, but we are that good that people want to dine here. Right. Like people want to come here. They want to like take the photos and do all the things or whatever the fuck.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So I said that for like a full calendar year like be so good like there are so many people that have so much more fucking money than we do oh yeah right like again and I'll say them the carbones of the world yeah you know like those people they have like infinite amounts of money they have restaurants that do you know heavy six figure like just you're talking about like 10 12 15 million dollars a year which is amazing good for them yeah. but like they're not romantic about their situation anymore maybe at one time they were but they're not anymore. For us, it's about, like, just being great and be so good that they can't ignore you. So, like, you need to, that whole thing of, like, there's people that do the pay-for-play, like, just fuck them. Right. Just be, and be unapologetically yourself. Yeah. Unapologetically. Like, don't give a fuck. Don't care. Like, yeah, that's cool. Your crispy Brussels sprouts and your crispy Brussels sprouts and your crispy Brussels sprouts are all the fucking same. Right. Good for you. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> right. You know, um, it, it's like, I don't know. And I, I I feel like in the last 24, 36 months or so, like it just like, it's like super heavy inside of me because people open restaurants and they like, um, they hit that point, right? Like that point that like, Business may not be there. Like, do I sell out? Do I do this? Do I do that? Do I put short rib with mashed potatoes? Do I not?
0: Mushy potatoes.
2: Mushy potatoes. Or do I just keep on doing my thing? It's like, I think if you do your thing and you can stand the test of time, like people will come.
0: Uh, No doubt. I mean, I think the more you express yourself, the more people start to like. I mean, food is feeling right. Like food is feeling like you feel when you eat something good, you feel like your Noche Buena dish, right? Mm. So I'm sitting there's the bougiest Noche Buena dish I've ever had in my life <laughs> yesterday. I mean, by far the bougie. I mean, like, we've tried 10 plus times. I mean, bougie though. Like yeah. bougie. But when I tell you that I, I moved the little perfectly round yuca sexy ball off of the little mound of like mojo onions. And right. like Christina was sitting next to me, right? And she had the mojo onions and she's like a mojo freak. Yeah, She had the mojo onions and she was like, I just don't understand how they make it so nice, but it still tastes like Moho. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, and furthermore, my wife sounds nothing like that. Terrible. She, I does, she really does. not Nothing all. like that. But, yeah. and that's what it was, right? Like this beautiful plate of food, but like you're eating it and you feel right. And to me, that's important. You know, And I don't think that's important to a lot of people. I think it's it resonates with what you said, right? To a lot of people, what's important is the bottom line, how much money they're making. And like, yeah, granted, that matters. That it does matters matter. because yep. of life. Mm-hmm. But Custom Shop is going to be, and I say going to be because it's not there yet. And I can say that comfortably. But Custom Shop will become an expression of myself. Um, and we're right. in the process of that phase. And like, we're rebranding and we're doing a lot of things that we need to do to get there. Um, but it will be an expression of myself and who I am in every aspect, unapologetically at the same time too. And if people love it, great. And I think a lot of people will love it because I'm not an asshole. Um, and yeah. I'm, fuck you. And I, I take pride in what I do. And like, I think I like what a lot of other people would like. And I think my expression would be good. But if you don't like it, get the fuck out. And that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, I think there's going to be people who are going to like it and who are going to love it. And they're going to come back and they're going to be about it. And then there's going to be people who are going to be like, this is different. And I prefer like, the Cumberbatch. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? So, but that's where I feel like we stand, you know, today. So,
2: so when we did like, uh, when we won a star and I made the team like t-shirts. And
0: yeah. I have one of those. It's the best. Thing. Oh, that's right. It, it, I gave you one of those. Yeah. It's
2: um, there was this quote I would say, and it was from a J. Cole mm-hmm. thing. It was like, are you doing this to get famous? What's more important, getting or letting go? And I think that mm-hmm. like the letting go is like very important because yeah. it's like you're letting go of insecurity. You're letting go of like the worry, you're letting go of so many things like fuck everybody else. Fuck what they do. Fuck like the. I think like the structure of what the restaurant is supposed to be and make it who you are. Right. I'm, I don't know if that's what J. Cole meant by that fucking quote. Right. I don't know, but that's what I took from it. Right. And I remember like that song came out like right in the fucking like the depths of COVID. Yeah. Right. And I, I was listening to it walking from Chugs 1.0 to Ariette. Mm-hmm. And we were planning this like very weird tasting thing that we, uh, that I, like, pushed into, like, reality. And it just sat with me so much. And I, and I said it before every time we did one of those tastings because there was shit on those tastings that, like, I would never do again. And there was a lot of things on those tastings that I was like, man, that shit was fucking good. <laughs> you know, like, that shit was fucking, like, but we, we pushed ourselves at a moment that the world wasn't pushing. They were settling. And I think that like where you're at, the only, I was only there for what, four days?
0: In Charlotte? Yeah. Three.
2: Three days. Like it's just a world of not pushing anything. Right. Like they're not pushing a fucking.
0: Thing. a lot of complacency. And I get it.
2: You know, like I lived in Virginia four years. It's not far. Right. So like I get the laid back mentality, but it's like, you know, to attack the idea of being not only the best, but being yourself in the process is like it's so heavy and it's like it's daunting but it's so rewarding at the same time it just it's very heavy in the process so that was good i thought that was good i thought we nailed
0: that (laughs) 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 you know toots himself he's like that was good good
2: stuff as a podcaster i think that we're doing all right um So after, um, there it is. After like the is this? It's the wife. Yes. Oh yeah.
0: It's the wife. You should. She's asking ETA. So you should let her know what you think the effect of ETA is. myself.
3: <laughs> she's gonna murder me. <laughs> it's gonna be great. That's so good.
0: It's it's great. So <laughs> she's gonna hate me. Um. Yeah. It's gonna be fantastic. Up, Sorry.
2: Um, I think. Oof. She answered. Well, that was quick, too. I mean. Very fast. Um, Do you feel any culture shock leaving Miami to go to uh, (laughs) North Carolina? I I just want to know because, like, I feel culture shock every
0: time I go there. Imagine my answer is no. Yeah. Well, some people like that slowed down pace of life. It's not even about the pace. It's just. Bro, Miami. Miami is Miami. Like Miami is one of a kind uh-huh. in terms of cities in the world. And I've been to a lot of different cities, but like Miami is one of a kind. What's your password? Pew pew pew. <laughs> Can you bleep that out? I'm kidding. I'm, <laughs> I'm not that. I'm not that important. You don't need to bleep that out. But, um, yeah, it's just fucking Miami is very unique. So culture shock was a big deal when we moved. I mean, so Charlotte's a bigger city than Raleigh, right? But when we moved from. Miami to Raleigh, that was like, whoa, you know, it's like fucking, I don't know if this is like socially unacceptable, but it's like the fucking boonies, you know what I mean? Like there is, is that socially man. unacceptable? Yeah, man, we've done so much worse on here. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you're, fantastic. You're Great. I'm happy. Not surprised that you've done worse. But anyway, I, I, so, I,
1: I would say just, I don't know how you think that would be received
0: over there. Yeah. I don't care. I mean, it's All right, the yeah. truth. I mean, like, I, I promise Miami people don't give a shit that yeah, you call them. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But my, like Miami was... You know Miami's so culturally diverse and special, and then you go to Raleigh and Raleigh's like very rural, very small city like downtown is like f- seven buildings and small, you know, and then Charlotte was you know a step up from that like Charlotte's a large city, there's more going on, it's a financial district, but yeah, I mean miami is it was big time culture shock leaving. Miami to go to Raleigh or Charlotte and it's just like a huge change especially after living here my entire life you know you get used to living your life a certain way and then you get over there and it's wildly different I am so concerned about what you are typing right now <laughs> so concerned about what you are me typing too. Me too. Yo, uh, that's good that's comforting <laughs> yeah that's comforting
1: he's like in the middle of it who knows where this text is going yeah yeah
0: he's like yeah me too um I gotta tell you though like, she knows it's you that's texting yeah I right? just keep Thank on God. I keep on
2: putting everything Mike Oh, like you I'm, sign I'm, it? Yeah, I sign nice. it. Yeah, so that's she knows she's not yeah. mad at you later. Yeah, she's gonna um, fucking murder me,
0: but that's fine. Definitely. Um. <laughs> He's still going. This is great. <laughs> this is not good. This can't be good. Anyway, I
2: gotta tell you though, every time I go to like Virginia, North Carolina, whatever, like the couple days that I was there, I loved it. Like, I really do love the feeling of being there. It's just, like, I remember when I was 18 and I moved to Virginia for the first time. Like, it was, like, so
0: slow for me. It was a long
2: time ago. Yeah, I was 18. Yeah. I mean, it was just, like...
0: That's it. It's very different.
2: It just, like, it slowed down, and it's, like... um, But I do love the feeling of being there. And I do think Mm -hmm. that there are people there that will accept better and different and like you know because there's plenty of people doing like weird shit there yeah maybe not in the food world Mm. but it's cool to be the first first to market always wins (laughs) i'm just saying yeah no doubt yeah so you know i think you have like a very blank canvas to work with
0: yeah I cut us off. I say like we're good.
2: Yeah, no, we have to go somewhere else. Um, wind down. Yeah, I think it's time for the wind down. I think like
0: before the wind down. Do you just like do you just pee in a bag the entire time while you're here? Is that what you do? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I mean, I have to pee like a racehorse. <laughs> you could take a leak. Uh, yeah, this a leak
2: break. Do we have um, music for leak break? Uh,
0: hold on, I'm gonna
1: we'll figure this out.
0: It's uh, just
3: beep, 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 yeah. on repeat the
0: That's whole time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Yeah. Go for the, the leak fuck is it after right here. there. Yeah. Jeez. All right, now for
3: the wind down.
2: All
1: right, um, so we'll we'll start with our parting recommendations. This is where everyone
2: Just so everyone knows, yep. 2023. We're going in 2023, right? Yep, yep. Um we're planning to start a series of production bloopers of Punkum podcast. <laughs> This was a Andres Kiefer idea of bickering between Mike Beltran and Nicholas Jimenez. Oh,
1: man. Um, yeah. We'll, well, from now on, I'll start saving all of those and tucking them away into their own little folder. Sponsorship A money. little tuck under. Ooh, Let's go. That's right. <laughs> uh, we'll do the wind down, though. Uh, this is where everybody recommends a thing that people should uh, eat or watch or read or do whatever.
0: God damn, I didn't uh, prepare for this.
1: Literally anything. Like the last thing that you did or consumed or read or watched that was like worth doing.
0: God. Peanut butter jellies that are yet. Is it's that- not a real thing. Yeah, man. I mean, you it's gotta gotta had a, a foie gras, thing gras can do. Make mosaic. it a real thing.
2: No, man. Make it a real You thing? had a foie gras mosaic that was in a Parker House roll. Thanks so to good. Chef Manny. Oh God. Yeah.
0: It's so good. What it's else? Not, it's my turn. Oh. Yeah,
2: I mean, just go on.
1: My turn.
0: Um god damn
2: you can you can let mike go first
0: yeah mike goes first That's so uh,
2: things to it. eat and i've probably said it a million times and i'll say it again Hinkley's fancy meats Hinkley's fancy meats like man there's no other way to say it other than the fact that like it fucks super hard <laughs> man it's it, like incredibly delicious i brought stuff home it was very good i ate sandwiches there also very good, like man, just fucking amazing. Movies or shows? I just recently watched Lego Batman.
0: No way! And I it just was recently watched that.
2: Yeah, I just recently watched it's Lego fantastic. Batman, and one of my favorite parts is like every time they were shooting gun, it was like pew
3: pew 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 pew. pew. <laughs> <laughs> it was like
2: one of the best things ever. Um and music wise just cuz like i um i do a lot of weird things left lane cruiser Never is it. one, yeah it's Not one surprising. of my uh preferred listening on a sunday music as i work on things cars and stuff and
0: spend money drink
2: heavily so um <laughs> that's those are my parting recommendations Good stuff. You got anything yet?
0: I mean, it's a tough follow up. Uh, music, weird, but um, popped up on social media and then I just went deep into Greta Van Fleet. Oh, which is fucking solid. Okay, um, had never heard of them before and it's fantastic. Very old schooly vibes, but like fantastic um, shows. I mean, I un- I mean, whatever the entire world is watching it also. But I just started watching Wednesday and it fucks real hard. It's really Oh, good. does it? Oh, it's good. Yeah, yeah, I haven't watched it's it. Fantastic, very well done. Very, yeah, well I'm, written, I'm still
2: like hardcore in Yellowstone.
0: Never watched Yellowstone. Oh man, you
2: got to get into it.
0: I mean, I'm, I'm sure I would. But yeah, it's great. Wednesday solid. Wednesday solid. Well done. Harry Potterish vibes. You know, of course. Well done. Huh. Um, and it's Tim Burton, which is fantastic. Uh, and I mean, if you're in Miami, you should eat at Ariet. It's fantastic. I still can't breathe.
2: Whatever the chef there is fine.
0: Yeah, he sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Um,
0: Nick, uh,
1: I'm going to make two recommendations. One a a, a D recommendation and one is a recommendation. I'm recommending people not watch Samaritan on Amazon. It is a straight to Amazon movie uh, starring Sylvester Stallone. What? Um, Sly? Sly Stallone. What? It was, it was not good. It was not so bad that it's funny how bad Rocky? it is. Yeah, it was just like, See you later, it maybe. was very whatever. Uh, so I'm <laughs> recommending people not do that. The idea seemed kind of cool, but not very well executed. Don't do it. Um, and then I think I've recommended, for sure, I've recommended this guy before. I don't know if I've recommended this song, but it felt appropriate for this. Uh, G Yamazawa. Oh, dude. North CAC. Yeah. North, North CAC is fucking.
0: Did, have you ever heard his song? No.
1: You have. I've sent it. He's the guy that does uh, oh, yeah. Dining Room. That's right. He to me. The Japanese. Yeah. 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 But, have you heard Dining Room?
0: Yeah. About about growing know, up you, in a restaurant family? No, but have you heard his song about like Cacalacki barbecue?
1: Is it North CAC? It's yeah. not about barbecue. It's, it's, but.
0: No, it's about barbecue and it hits hard.
1: I mean, I'm, I might have. I've, I I've, I've heard it. a bunch of things, but, uh, but yeah, those are the things that I'm recommending. Um, That's so, wild. Will uh?
0: I forgot about that guy completely. I go
1: down a lot of like YouTube rap rabbit holes, and I'm not shocked. By that.
0: I'm shocked.
2: I,
1: I mean, ended up on uh,
2: personally. I couldn't believe it
1: on G Amazawa. But he's <laughs> it's good.
2: It's called North Cack. That's
1: the song North I'm talking about. I, yeah, I, I know that the 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 song title is a reference to barbecue sauce, but like oh, the song man. itself is not about
0: barbecue sauce. No, no, yeah, and the, I mean the beat actually goes pretty hard. It's super good. I mean, and, I thought it was great. And they did a I'm pretty sure they did His a His poetry is actually like outstanding. All Joger. No, it's really good. I love poetry. He's incredibly talented.
1: I love poetry. Uh, uh so yeah, that's what uh, I'm, I'm recommending. One more, one more, one more. <laughs> I love poetry. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah, and I and I know that they did a, a remix to that song. It was sort of like when Welcome to Atlanta brought in a bunch of other people. Right. They did another one with other North Carolina rappers, but the the first one was no, the easily was the best one. The best. Yeah. Uh, although PD, I was disappointed. I saw PD Pablo's on one of them, but then I don't think that he's actually in the video. I don't. Know. I guess he's just like. I mean, PD Pablo is busy. I'm sure he is, but come on, you know.
2: I mean, he's Petey he's Pablo. waving, to, uh, waving. Have oh, you okay? Carolina so I'll, I'll I'll recommend another thing. That? Have
1: you heard the USA remix of that song? No. no. It is the most hilarious thing that came out of 9/11. PD Pablo made a <laughs> patriotic version of that song. And it's all about waving the flag over your head like a helicopter. Got it. And the best line is would somebody please tell Mr. Bin Laden he got a lot of people looking for him.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> we did apparently. Yeah. Man.
1: You know, well I mean P. Pablo tried to warn him. Uh so that's uh those are my extra recommendations. Yeah.
2: Uh it was strong. Um uh, What's the next part now? We do shameless um, plugs. That's right, shameless plugs. Tell everybody where they can come, find you I and your things. For this at all? So, okay, you can.
1: <laughs> no, it's just your your websites <laughs> and your Instagram and all that shit. This is closer than two fists.
3: <laughs> um, <laughs> two
0: fists. Well, we just we just launched our new website, which is fantastic. The fact that you're making eye contact with me with this while you do this is really strange. But um, uh, we launched our new website. You can find me in Charlotte, North Carolina, uh, at Custom Shop. I'm there every day that we're open. Um. So every day that we're except open.
2: for today and tomorrow.
0: Yeah. Um. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have said that, but anyways. Um, that's where I'm at. Uh, please come in and eat dinner. And um, I'm not as famous as Mike or Nick, so I you can't find me anywhere else. Other than that, I mean, you can follow me on social if you want, but it's not very interesting. You want eggplants? But there is a lot of those. Yeah. 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 In text exchange with Michael. Mike. There it is. <laughs>
2: My uh, parting recommendations oh. are uh, all the things. All the things. All the things with Petey Pablo.
1: We're going to make it so one of these buttons plays all the things. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's the best
3: part. <laughs> it's the best part. The best.
1: It is the
2: best part. You can find us at the Gibson here in 20 minutes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I imagine
1: we're not going to do a lightning round so that you can survive. And, oh you know. yeah, because he's um, yeah, 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 he's in trouble. So no I'm lightning set, round this I'm time. Seven minutes late, uh, she's going to kill me. Thank oh, you, God. thank you for taking time out and for risking your marriage to uh, <laughs> join us on this thing. Apologies to your wife, whatever her name is, um, and the uh, boss. Yeah, the boss, boss. Apologies uh, to the boss, to apologies the big to boss. the boss. And that's it. That's that's been an episode of. What's Michael the
2: name Podcast. of the what's the, the name of the actual, um, Pete D' song that everyone likes?
0: The one that we were just talking about? Yeah. Raise Up.
2: Yeah, Raise Up. What the fuck is
0: it? It's if you search Raise Up.
2: Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah. Thanks everyone for joining this episode of Pongo Podcast here, the <laughs> North Carolina version. <laughs> <laughs> With Petey Pablo, we have no rights to play this song. <laughs> um, but you know what, Petey?
0: You're welcome. us <laughs> And then the fist pump the whole time.
3: (laughs) I I was living in Virginia when this shit happened. for you.